This is a 20 by 70 podcast extra. If you're someone who, like us at the Committee of 70, expects more from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., then subscribe to the 20 by 70 podcast on the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you go to binge great audio. Welcome to Studio C70 at the Committee of 70. Next month, we have Election Day. May 21st is the primary election. Huge, huge, huge election. Judicial offices on the ballot. A whole slew of very important city offices, mayor, city council. Uh, just a huge election for the city of Philadelphia. Elections are like job interviews. Mm-hmm. Candidates are like the job applicants. The yeah. voters like kind of like a hiring <laughs> committee. Uh, and we are uh, fortunate to have one of the job applicants for city council with us today, mm-hmm. Catherine Gilmore Richardson. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All righty. So yeah. let's. We only have 15 minutes here. Let's let's dig straight in. Okay. Why are you running? So I think that's a very very important question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really thought about where we are as a city. Um, And I think that Philadelphia is really at a pivotal moment. You know, we're at a critical juncture for our city and Philadelphia is really soaring to new heights, uh, but we're leaving a lot of people behind. We know we have a 26% poverty rate in our city. And I think it's important for us to understand that while we are growing, uh, we need to consider the people who are being left behind. Uh, So I decided to run for office because of that, uh, but also now I'm a mother. And that was really the moment where I understood how important this really is and the work of the council really is. So I try to look at my you know, the city through the eyes of my children. So I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and I'm raising my 13-year-old bonus daughter who's a student in the Philadelphia public school system. So when I look at our city, I look at it through through their eyes. So issues of, you know, education, public safety, job creation, you know, they all really take on a higher, more urgent purpose when you're looking at them through the eyes of children. And, you know, I'm excited, you know, by the opportunity to use my experience in and out of city government uh, to create a city that all of our children can enjoy and thrive in. Yeah. Yeah. So so you you already mentioned that you have, you know, some some very intimate and and familiar experience already with Mm -hmm. the job and within with city council. You know, could you speak to like specifically kind of what you learned along the way and, and what you would bring as a council member yourself? Sure. Sure. So I think it's important for context that, you know, people really understand the the breadth of of my work. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm born and raised here in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. attended the Philadelphia High School for Girls, Mm -hmm. um, Master in Middle School, Mm -hmm. went to college at Westchester University where I earned a master's degree in public administration. And after school, I served as a long-term substitute teacher at Overbrook High School Mm -hmm. uh, and teaching mathematics, uh, Algebra 1, Transitional Math, and the Ninth Grade Success Academy, um, but also uh, working at the University of Pennsylvania Health System Mm -hmm. as a staff coordinator where we were able to do a transitional work program for people transitioning from public assistance to uh, family supporting and sustaining jobs um, Mm -hmm. in the healthcare industry. Uh, But I did start out as an intern Mm -hmm. and as a volunteer Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia City Council Mm -hmm. um, in the office of Councilwoman Blondell Reynolds Brown Mm -hmm. and I worked on constituent services just really helping people with you know everyday quality of life issues. Mm -hmm. I served as a legislative aide for 
five years working on a lot of wonderful pieces of legislation, uh, including making the Commission for Women a permanent part um, of city government, our energy benchmarking for, you know, commercial size buildings uh, like this one, and a lot of other interesting pieces of legislation to really move our city forward in, you know, a lots of ways. Uh, but for the last four years, served as a chief of staff in the office of Councilwoman Reynolds Brown, learning how to operate a city council office from behind the scenes, mm -hmm. learning how things work. And I think having that experience and understanding the process and being able to build those relationships um, mm -hmm. in and out of city council and city government in general mm -hmm. really give me a good perspective and understanding of the process, but mm -hmm. also what needs to, um, you know, change and, and move forward within that process. Yeah. Um, so I think having all of that experience um, in its totality really helps me understand how we need to, you know, be the change that we want to see, you know, in our city government. Yeah, I'm curious. You know, when what uh, what what pushed you towards like seeking an internship? Uh, you know, in uh, with a, with a council member. We we ask all the you know the intern applicants you know here. You know what what makes you interested in politics? What makes you interested in government? Sure. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't understand and I didn't know that mm -hmm. I was really interested in government and mm -hmm. politics as a high schooler, but I met Councilwoman Blondell Reynolds Brown mm -hmm. um, in 1999 mm -hmm. as a junior at the Philadelphia High School for Girls. And mm -hmm. she came back to talk to us about, you know, being the oldest of seven and having gumption and mm -hmm. being a part of the process and being frustrated by the issues happening in her neighborhood and her mm -hmm. community and really wanting to be the change she wanted to see. And, mm -hmm. you know, those were the type of things that I was working on in my community at that point, you mm -hmm. know, at that time, we were looking at the expansion of St. Joe's University in Winfield and, you know, a lot of issues with, you know, college town and gown issues. And I was becoming involved in that process and really didn't understand that that was the beginning of civic engagement, you know, in my life. So that really, you know, struck a chord with me. Mm -hmm. So when I was in graduate school, my professor, he said, you can't finish this program without doing an internship. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was running for state rep Republican in Chester County. And he said, you have to do an internship mm -hmm. in public service. Mm -hmm. And I chose the Office of Councilwoman Blondell Reynolds Brown. I was her graduate intern and the rest is history. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And now you, you, know, you have you know, all the staffing experience in, in city council and you, you have a, a good sense of how that body works and, and how that building works. Yeah. You know, what, what would you say would, would, um, would be really helpful changes with, you know, whether it's the between Marin City Council, councils as a body, as far as they, how they function? Yeah, so I think mm -hmm. a lot of it, and what I've been hearing from constituents around the city of Philadelphia, mm -hmm. is really making the process more transparent. Mm -hmm. Helping people, you know, everyday Philadelphians really feel involved and engaged mm -hmm. in the process of Philadelphia City Council. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be councilmatic prerogative, which, mm -hmm. you know, we've heard a lot about mm -hmm. on the campaign trail. People just want to be informed and mm -hmm. educated about the process mm -hmm. and know how they can have a voice and a say in the process mm -hmm. um, and just making that more transparent so people know on the front end mm -hmm. what the process is mm -hmm. um, and, and not having regret on the back end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it's really being more open, mm -hmm. more transparent in, you know, city government. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you know, being more um, engaged with the electorate and bringing everything out to the community more. Mm -hmm. um, I think that really helps to show that city government, mm -hmm. um, you know, wants to work with the people of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as far as like our, our, our larger political system outside the building and, and run for office, this is your first run for public office, right? So, so what has that been like? And you know, what, what changes could we have in, in, in the, you know, the pathway that you got to follow to, to run for run for office? And I know everyone runs different, different sure. you know, roads, but between the ward system, the, you know, our primary process, the, the way you end up with a certain ballot position, all that, all that kind of stuff, what, what might work differently or better? 
Sure. So I think that, you know, having a lot of people run for office like we have this time is mm -hmm. really healthy for our democracy. And um, it's healthy to have this level of participation because you can really talk about a number of issues and, mm -hmm. you know, try to have that, those issues and those messages really be a central focus and part of mm -hmm. the next uh, term uh, for the members of council. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, I think that as a first time candidate and as a younger candidate, we will need some type of campaign finance reform. Mm -hmm. um, to really even out the process and make it fair, you know, for everyday people, mm -hmm. you know, like me who have a family, you know, of course, obviously I had to resign to run, mm -hmm. you know, I have a husband and, and three children mm -hmm. and just to make the process more fair mm -hmm. um, and, and just more um, apt to have others involved outside of people who have access to capital mm -hmm. and dollars. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're talking about a public financing system where mm -hmm. a certain number of tax dollars be matched at a certain rate to every small dollar donation. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it's time to have a conversation mm -hmm. about something like that mm -hmm. um you know budgeting wise i think we have other priorities that we need mm -hmm. to talk about specifically related to you know the 26 percent rate of poverty we have in our city mm -hmm. and the number of children we have living in deep poverty mm -hmm. um, but i'm willing and certainly open to have a conversation around you know campaign finance reform mm -hmm. you know it's something that we've been talking about more in this office and actually we hear more folks talking about it out there out there in the world is uh around our primaries in Pennsylvania. I realize this is not something mm -hmm. the city council can legislate, mm -hmm. but you know, what, what are your thoughts around the, the closed primary system that, that Pennsylvania has? Does it work okay or should we change it? No, again, mm -hmm. I think I think we should have that conversation mm -hmm. and you know, I hope to be a member of Philadelphia City Council to mm -hmm. work with our partners in the Pennsylvania General Assembly mm -hmm. um, and specifically around our Philadelphia delegation to you know, talk about how we can make the process more open and mm -hmm. you know, even same day registration. It's a lot of innovative ideas out there mm -hmm. where we can have more people Mm -hmm. involved in the process, particularly like healthcare workers who work really long shifts. Like I used to work at Pennsylvania Hospital. So sometimes I would work, you know, literally a 16 hour shift. So mm -hmm. I would miss, you know, election day, I would have to put in an absentee ballot. So I think we just need to work on making the process more open and more inclusive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I mean, another um, uh, well, concept or practice that's gotten kind of a surprising amount of uh, media attention is council neck prerogative. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you know, like what what needs to happen there, if, if anything? I mean, we have, you know, for the folks at home, this is uh, the the power uh, that district council members have to have a, a say in, in land decisions mm -hmm. in their district, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a there's an argument for district members to have a say in that stuff because they were elected by folks there. Sure. But you know, we've seen instances where things have not probably gone the way they should, and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, what 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 maybe should change there, <clears throat> if anything? So I think that the process, again, mm -hmm. we should have a written process of mm -hmm. exactly what happens, mm -hmm. you know, with any type of land disposition in the city of Philadelphia, mm -hmm. um, whether it be through, you know, the land bank, mm -hmm. through RDA, mm -hmm. um, you know, any city agency, you know, even PIDC, we should know exactly what that process entails. Mm -hmm. um, and we should know the time frame of that process on the mm -hmm. front end um, and know exactly what's happening. But I do think it's good parts about that process because, for instance, I served on the Civic uh, Association in my local community mm -hmm. and a developer wanted to build, you know, residential housing in our neighborhood. And the original proposal did not fit the aesthetic of my community. I live in mm -hmm. Winfield. It's, you know, middle neighborhood uh, and the original proposal just did not look like Winfield. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, through Councilmatic prerogative, we were able to have the mm -hmm. developer come back and talk mm -hmm. about how, you know, they could make some changes to the front or the exterior of the property to make the properties look more in line with what mm -hmm. we see in Winfield. So those properties would not stand out mm -hmm. um, and look like they were so different. And mm -hmm. those properties have been built, you know, and they look like 
Winfield, even though they're mm -hmm. newer properties. So I think there's good, um, you know, and, and some other areas for improvement in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be willing to work towards that in city mm -hmm. council. Yeah. 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 I, feel, I feel like I'm hearing some parallels to what we talk about, you know, with redistricting where like the rules have to be very clear yeah. you know, out in the open and what, and the, and the politics and the decision-making has to be out in the open. And that's where you know, folks get to, you know, voters get to hold uh, folks, in, folks in office accountable. Absolutely. Um, so we have a few minutes, uh, you know, left here. If, if you were to be joining the, the next city council, what would be one of your big priorities um, to, to get done and, and how would you get it done? As, as you know, like getting stuff done is, is challenging. It is. As it should be. You have to get the nine and hopefully yeah, 12 for right, every right. measure in mm -hmm. Philadelphia City mm -hmm. Council. So mm -hmm. for me, it's really education um, and investing in our career and technical education schools. Mm -hmm. um, I found uh, working at Overbrook High School that not every young person will go to college, mm -hmm. but they should be college or career ready at graduation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have an innovative idea around pairing our career and technical education schools uh, with city departments, uh, meaning if there's an automotive technician program, pairing that program with the fleet management department. Mm -hmm. So those young people have a pathway mm -hmm. uh, to employment with the city of Philadelphia, mm -hmm. which would mean a family supporting, sustaining job with benefits um, mm -hmm. and with, you know, retirement security. Uh, I would like to pair those programs together instead of giving those young people, you know, a, a pipeline to prison. We talk about how we know by third or fourth grade, how many prison cells we'll need to build for young people based mm -hmm. on, you know, their academic ability and mm -hmm. I think we need to give them more opportunity uh, to vie for jobs you know that they can have right after high school so career mm -hmm. and technical education schools mm -hmm. will be number one for me figuring out how we can you know make a pathway to employment for more of our young people mm -hmm. um, is very very important to me and I think ultimately that will help reduce the 26% rate of poverty we have in the city of Philadelphia mm -hmm. yeah that I, mean, I would assume that would, that would require a good deal of cooperation and work with the with the school board and the oh, mayor yes. and, then, and the superintendent oh yeah um, you know, how how would you see that you know playing out, and how how would you how do you think things have worked so far? I mean, one of the things folks don't realize about education government is it's, it's really complex. It is. It's mm -hmm. very complex because mm -hmm. you have the school district yeah. budget, you have the city council yeah. budget, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a lot of pieces to that puzzle mm -hmm. that needs to be put together before everything you know is, is said and done. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think for me specifically around what I would be able to do right. is have a civil service preference for the young people who complete the program in mm -hmm. high school when they apply for city government jobs. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's a, a direct way from a city council perspective to have those young people paired with employment opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we just covered a lot of ground. Wow. <laughs> just about 15 minutes. 15 minutes is yeah. up already. Yeah. So well, we will we will have to wrap it up there. Okay. Um, Catherine, thank you. thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, all the folks, folks at home, election day is May 21st. Uh, Catherine Gilmore Richardson running for city council at large. Button number 67. Press <laughs> button number 67 on Tuesday, May 21. And because there are a whole lot of candidates, it's a very big, busy ballot. We urge you to, to take a look ahead of time. Uh, PhiladelphiaVotes.com has the, the uh, uh, sample ballot available. We also have, uh, with the Committee of 70, a ballot tool where you can actually make your choices ahead of time. Ballot.70.org is where you can find that tool. Uh, we also have a new app, We Vote, uh, wherever you down your, download your apps at home. All the resources you could possibly need to be uh, ready to vote for Election Day. Uh, thank you, finally, to uh, Thomas Gelton Harrison for funding this project and giving uh, voters another opportunity to hear from the candidates. Yes. So, Catherine, thank you. good luck. Thank you All for righty, doing this. A few more weeks. Yes, take All care. Righty. See ya. Good morning and welcome to Studio C70 at the Committee of 70. Next month we got election day, big, big election, primary election, May, 20, May 21st, uh, just 21 days in, away now. Uh, elections are like job interviews, the candidates are like the job applicants, the yes. voters are like that hiring committee. 
We're, uh, we've been inter interviewing city council and city commissioner candidates for the past couple of days. This morning, we have Mark Ross running for city, uh, city council at yes. large. Welcome, Mark. How are you? Welcome. I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm great. doing well. Let's, let's dig right into it. We only have 15 sure. minutes. Right. Um, so the first big question, why are you running? Well, I'm running because there, you know, like as you said, I was born and raised in uh, North Philadelphia. And there's a lot of uh, things going on now in my community. I'm in the Temple University uh, community. There's a lot of expansion of the university going on. There's a lot of uh, new development going on, mm -hmm. which is causing gentrification in my neighborhood. You know, and, and because of this, they're all, they're like tax assessments every six months now. Mm -hmm and people's taxes are going way up, and it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know, because of these developers. Mm -hmm. So basically that's one of my reasons that I am running, mm -hmm. but I'm also running because we have a lousy school system. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have people, these developers are getting 10-year tax abatements from us and aren't putting anything back in the community. And I don't think it's fair because this money for that those abatements are coming out of our pockets. Mm -hmm. And these guys aren't giving anything back. Mm -hmm. So I'm running as a uh, candidate to try to repeal this 10-year tax abatement against the developers mm -hmm. and have them pay so, uh, a sort of what you call a construction impact tax, mm -hmm. where they pay every square foot, pay something every square foot. And this will go back to our housing trust funds, and it'll go back to our schools. Because I'm tired of going around actually saying, you know, people always saying our school is a pipeline to prison. You know, we need to change that. Mm -hmm. We need to make our schools a pipeline to college for those mm -hmm. who want to go. Mm -hmm. And you have some that don't want to go with, which I would like to implement bringing back trade schools mm -hmm. and where when they graduate from high school, they can have a, a viable job, a livable wage job, mm -hmm. because we don't have that. And we need that real, real bad. Yeah. So tell us, a, you know, a little bit about yourself, your, your, your professional background, your civic and community background, and, and you know, how, how is that experience going to prepare you to be a, a city council member? Well, like I said, my background is being born and raised in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. um, being part of the neighborhood mm -hmm. for one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, me, I was a, uh, an organizer, union organizer, mm -hmm. uh, before I retired. So I know a little bit about trying to get things done for the people. I am now a second chairperson of the 47th Ward mm -hmm. in North Philadelphia, uh, which is why uh, what led me to run for, can for candidacy because mm -hmm. you just see so much going on mm -hmm. uh, and it's negative. You know, Philadelphia is seeing that they have having this economic growth. Okay, we see it in Center City, mm -hmm. but we don't see it in our neighborhoods. We don't see it in our communities. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just seems to be the opposite. Our neighborhoods are getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm all for development, mm -hmm. but I'm also for them putting something back into our communities. Mm -hmm. You know, we got so much going on. Uh, a lot of this development and tax, uh, property taxes going so much, so high, people are losing their homes. Mm -hmm. You're forcing some people into homelessness, mm -hmm. which begets violence, mm -hmm. you know, which we need to curb. And it's just a, it's just a thing that, <laughs> If you were from my neighborhood, you would know how, how what the struggle is as far as the people are concerned. Yeah. And we need to stop that. We need to stop stepping over our people. Mm -hmm. We need to we need to hear them, hear their voices, you know, and they need to be more accessible to things. Mm -hmm. You know, we have programs to uh, two programs, I believe it is for uh, the loop program mm -hmm. yep. 
and we also have the homestead program, mm -hmm. which is supposed to, you know, cut the taxes. Mm -hmm. But you'd be surprised how many people in our communities don't know anything about this. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be something that's known to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say, uh, a candidate is quick to send you mail to their homes about their candidacy running mm -hmm. for office. But when it's time, you know, when, these, when they should know about some things such as the homestead program mm -hmm. and such as the loop program, mm -hmm. they don't get that information. Mm -hmm. They have to find that out from somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think everybody should know. Mm -hmm. I mean, these legislations should be accessible to our people mm -hmm. and it's not. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason I'm running. Yeah. So if, you know, for the for the folks at home, the the, the homestead exemption and the and the loop program are both you know cushions against against pro, you know, property tax yes. and, and the burden put on, on on homeowners. I believe that the homestead exemption uh, uh, is a lot is 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 available pretty broadly uh, yes. to anyone who owns a home. The loop program is specific specifically for long time uh, mm -hmm. homeowners. So you know, with those two programs or or perhaps others, you know, what do you think you should know, change to, to, to ensure that? You but know, people but people should know more about them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, council should be more transparent as far as letting these people know mm -hmm. about these things. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, it's surprising that so many people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's been around for a while, especially the homestead mm -hmm. program. The loop program is fairly new. Mm -hmm. But the homestead program has been around for years. Mm -hmm. And people, and a lot of, and you'd be surprised how many people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's disturbing. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't they know these things? Mm -hmm. You know, why aren't they getting information from council about these things? I think council needs to be more transparent about their legislations and about what's going on with the, you know, what's going on around the city, mm -hmm. which the public should know about. Mm -hmm. yeah. So basically that's, you know, that's a, that's a thing that I'm a little perturbed about yeah. also. Yeah. So I, I, you, I, you are no stranger to, to Philadelphia politics as well. You know, a uh, member of uh, the 47th Ward, 47th Ward uh, yes. up in North Philly, and obviously, you know, with the, and, uh, with their uh, union background, I have, have an understanding how, how our politics work. Generally speaking, with, you know, Philadelphia politics and, and, our, and our, our government, what do you think you, we should be talking about changing to, to make it work better? And by better, I think we're um, talking about making it more open, more transparent, more accessible. Well, well you said it right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think City Hall should be more transparent to the people. Mm -hmm. The people should know about things that are going on as far as legislations. Mm -hmm. They should be trans. I mean, people should have access to all that, mm -hmm. and they don't. So that's not transparency mm -hmm. in City Hall. Mm -hmm. So, but that's something that you know should happen. Mm -hmm. They should be accessible to all this legislation, mm -hmm. which they're not. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and a lot of times that's where a lot of people don't know what's going on as far as uh, a lot of legislations. Uh, law, as far as our uh, developers, they don't know anything about the zoning mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And see, the, uh, they should know about these type of things because their homes are at stake mm -hmm. and uh, they should know about that. Mm -hmm. And they don't. Mm -hmm. So I think they should be a little more transparent about mm -hmm. the things they do. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there should be term limits because you've got guys sitting there 30 years, I guess they're sitting on their laurels from things they did decades ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, what have you done for us lately? Mm -hmm. And I don't see anything. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like they say, Philadelphia is one of the 10 largest cities in the country, but we're number one in poverty. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what are you showing me? Mm -hmm. You're showing me that everything is, is, is just, you know, getting worse mm -hmm. unless you pick that up. Mm -hmm. Get up out, get us up out of that 
that uh, number one in poverty level, mm -hmm. you know, do something mm -hmm. to help. Mm -hmm. So as, as, as far as, you know, the, the, the typical citizen having a better idea of, of what's happened in City Hall, I get, you know, my, my sense is that, you know, most, most uh, you know, every, all council, council offices, you know, they you know, pretty have a pretty vigorous constituent services program. And if, if you know, there's an issue that someone brings uh, to their office, they, they try to troubleshoot it with them. You know, as, as far as like folks being able to see and access the legislative process, um, you know, what do you what do you think should work differently there? I mean, there there is there is a, a website where legislation is, is put up online, and of course the the, the council meetings are are all, are all public meetings. But what, yeah. what what could be what could we do? And this this could be a change in law. This could also be a bit of programming from city council or, or other uh, organizations in town to to expand the number of people in Philadelphia who understand what's happening in that building. Well, well they should have. Uh, to me, I feel as though they should have uh, a, a liaison to the city mm -hmm. or to the people because. Mm -hmm. All right, as far as transparency is concerned, mm -hmm. I really don't see it. A lot of people would like to have uh, access to a lot of things as mm -hmm. far as uh, legislation and other things in mm -hmm. um, City Hall, mm -hmm. but they don't have it. Mm -hmm. Excuse me if I sound nervous because I'm a little passionate about things. But um, yeah, they, they don't have it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, you know, they need that, they need that access, mm -hmm. you know, to, to uh, do things that's, you know, about laws that can help them. Mm -hmm. Uh, they need that access. Mm -hmm. I think they need more of a liaison to the people, mm -hmm. you know, but there's no liaison to the people because well, uh, all I hear is, you know, from my constituents is they go down to try to, you know, uh, get a hold of something, you mm -hmm. know, that's uh, important to them as mm -hmm. far as their homes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. They get a lot of red tape. Mm -hmm. Okay, we need to cut the red tape. Mm -hmm. We need to be more transparent, as you said. We need to have liaisons to our communities mm -hmm. and um, we don't have that. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So um, you know, let's shift over to uh, you know the electoral process we have here in Philly. This, this is your first run for public office? Yes it is. Yeah so no stranger to Philly politics but first run for public office. First run. You, what what uh, what seems to have worked well or make, make sense to you as far as like running for public office goes? I mean you you had to go through the, the nomination petition process and get signature signature Signatures for folks. From you, you, you got you got a, you got a ballot position that was drawn randomly right out of a out of a, yeah, uh, out of a coffee a, can. Um, I mean, what, what do we have a good way of you know, folks running for public office in Philadelphia, or, or should some things change? Well, to me, it was very strenuous. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the process of, of getting your candidacy candidacy together for office. Um, I think this should be a more public. Uh, lead type election thing, mm -hmm. you know, first of all, you got to uh, let the people be the people. Let the people do the voting. Mm -hmm. Stop. Um, the, we have, I guess, what you call uh, party bosses or what mm -hmm. have you. Okay, we need to get them out of that picture where it could mm -hmm. be more easy for the candidates themselves to be recognized or, mm -hmm. or what have you. And, uh, um, and you shouldn't have a, you shouldn't have a, what you call what they call the uh, uh, the the being at the bottom of the ballot or mm -hmm. what have you. Right. It, that ballot thing shouldn't be mm -hmm. like the way it is. We should we should we shouldn't should have a system where like whatever whatever ballot position you draw then has a big impact on your right on, your, on, on, your on, outcome. Your, on the outcome yeah. of, of the race. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That well, that's certainly that's something that the, the committee of seventy and others have been talking about. You know, more and more is. It, you know, whether you're running for city council or city commissioner or register of wills or, or judge mm -hmm. um, for, for a ballot position to, to uh, have such big impact probably does, does not make a whole lot of, whole no, lot of sense. Um, what about, you know, I realize this, this is uh, you know, largely outside the pur purview of, of, of city council, but you know, our ward system plays a, a huge role in 
um, our elections here in Philly. Yes, our wards play a huge role in getting uh, the people elected. Yeah. Uh, we get out, you know, in the wards, we have our committeemen to get out the votes. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. I, and I believe mm -hmm. um, we, we should have, a, I think as a, as a ward, we should have a bigger role, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, in, in, in playing in, in getting these votes out, mm -hmm. uh, getting these uh, people that we choose for our, you know, for our ward for mm -hmm. election. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it just be, it should be like a lot of, like, like I said, let the people vote. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like at least in the, in the 47th, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, do or do committee people get to, to get to hear from all the candidates and deliberate together on who gets endorsed? Well, what from my experience uh, that I like I said this mm -hmm. is my first time running, yeah. but from my experience, we have a lot of concerned wards mm -hmm. where we have candidates night and they have a forum for the candidates. Right. But um, a lot of our other wards, uh, a lot of other wards, um, I don't know know if it's. The, the leaders uh, mm -hmm. of that ward or what, we don't hear anything from them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, um, <laughs> it's like they're like, it's like a dead island or something. Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. I wanna, you know, I shouldn't say that, but that's what it's like, mm -hmm. you know, because um, it seems like the people aren't um, really interested. Mm -hmm. And I think the ward should build that interest mm -hmm. in the people to vote. Mm -hmm. You know, but you have, you know, you have, because you have everybody, people that want to vote. Mm -hmm. They want to vote, mm -hmm. but you have, you have to build the interest to get them to want to come out mm -hmm. and say, okay, enough is enough. Let mm -hmm. me get out here and vote. Yeah. And you don't have that, um, you don't have that. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a yeah. lot of these. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I hear a lot of folks talk about what, what an asset the, the war system is that yeah, we have. Very, really. I mean, very it's, 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 it's a very old structure. Most, most cities don't have it, but this is an old city. We have old, you know, kind of an old oh, political structure. And, but, and there, I think there's some good things about the war system, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it can be a great way to, um, uh, to, to engage voters, engage, uh, you know, committee people who are neighborhood yeah, part to, of, part of officials, right? As, as, long, as long as, you know, just like, you know, city council or any other, any other part of government, it should be an open and accessible system, not right. one that's closed and, and run by, run by a few. Right. Uh, by a few people, people because mm -hmm. I feel like, um, okay, you maybe I'm talking to a committee man here. Mm -hmm. Where's the people? Where's, mm -hmm. you know, where are the people? Why aren't mm -hmm. they in there also? Mm -hmm. You know, some, this mm -hmm. is, this is how it is that some of these, mm -hmm. uh, meetings mm -hmm. you just have the uh ward leader the committee people and you know and it's like they're the ones yeah. deciding for the people yeah i mean you need the people in there to hear to hear the candidates mm -hmm. you know to hear what the issues are mm -hmm. and let and let them decide from there mm -hmm. you know but it's um it's not like that with all of them. No, no it's, it's certainly different across, <laughs> across the city. Yes. So we're, we're just about out of time. I'll give you the last word here. What's, what's the, the, one, the one thing voters need to keep in mind about you uh, for Election Day uh, next, next month? Well, they need to keep in mind that I'm about the, I've been through the struggle. I know what's going on. I personally have, you know, going through the, uh, the property tax issue uh, where my property taxes have been raised. Uh, it's, it's skyrocketed. And um, the thing is with me also, uh, I'm just I'm just Joe Average. I'm not a politician. I'm just here to try to get things right for our communities. And uh, we need to do this now. And on May 21st, if you pull but push button number 21 on the I mean 75. I'm sorry, 75 <laughs> on the ballot. Uh, I promise I'll be that transparent person in in council that you need. And I thank you in advance for your votes.
All right. Mark Ross, thank you for coming on. Thank you. For the folks at home, uh, Election Day is May 21st. Uh, 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 look through uh, you know, Mark's uh, you know, background as a candidate and all the others at uh, the 70s Nonpartisan Voter Guide at ballot.70.org. Uh, you can also download our WeVote app, wherever you download your apps at home. All the resources you could possibly need to be ready to vote uh, on Election Day. My thank you to Thomas Gallant Harrison for providing the funding to make these broadcasts possible. Thank you. Take care. See you on Election Day. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Hi, I'm David Thornburg, President and CEO of the Committee of 70, the longstanding good government group in Philadelphia that helps to educate and engage voters uh, and to advocate for uh, better politics and better government in Philadelphia. We have an election coming up, a primary election on May 21st. Uh, running for office, uh, in our view, is a job interview. It's a chance for uh, candidates to talk to voters and convince them that they're right for the job. And to further that, we're holding a series of interviews with uh, city council candidates. Uh, and we've uh, uh, offered all of them, there are over 50 candidates running all told, but we've offered all of them a chance to uh, sit down with us for about 15 minutes and talk about uh, what they care about, what they've done, and how we can fix uh, what's broken. So uh, joining us today is uh, Aaron Santamore. Aaron, welcome. Thank you for having me today. Uh, full disclosure, Aaron and I know each other because I ran the Fells Institute of Government uh, before I came to 70, and Aaron was a graduate uh, at Fells, so uh, we have a history, I guess. Um, Aaron, uh, beyond that, uh, and the Fells credential is an important one, uh, she's running for council at large, lives in Fairmount. Uh, she was a city official in the Nutter administration, also worked for uh, public financial management here in Philadelphia, which is, does advisory work around the country with uh, local governments. So we're going to talk to Aaron for about 15 minutes, and, and let me just start by uh, asking the most fundamental and the most basic question in the job sure. interview, which is, why do you want this job? Why are you running? Yeah, I think that's one of the most important questions, uh, and the question I get the most. I think in this day and age, there's a lot of reasons why people should run for office, and uh, certainly I have many, but I think it's important to highlight two. Um, one, we don't have enough qualified women who are running for office. Um, I think nationally and locally, um, we have a problem of underrepresentation among women. Um, I decided to step up so we can start filling out that bench a little bit better. Um, I also decided to run because of my family's story of addiction, alcoholism, and recovery. Um, I don't think that we have enough folks really focusing on some of the behavioral health, emotional health issues that are really holding back so many Philadelphians from being successful. I really want to be an advocate in this space and help show people that there's a way to get through this uh, with the right supports uh, and with with government as part of your team. I think government can do great things. I've spent my whole career in the public sector. Um, I've learned how to govern, how to do that transparently, which I know something Committee of 70 appreciates. Um, and I know how we can be better. And so I wanna bring kind of a different skill set and mindset to city council and try to move the needle a little bit in the right direction. Mm -hmm. your, your second point uh, is, is uh, a point that, that, that we get, that the, the city is, uh, uh, one of the largest providers of uh, human services, of yeah. health services, of uh, uh, dealing with uh, the, the, the kinds of um, uh, issues that, that you talked about. Uh, I think all told, 
Philadelphia sends, I'm going to guess a billion and a half dollars every year on yeah. that package of yeah. services. And yeah. it's not, you know, we think of the city as um, picking up the trash and schools and streets and so forth, but that's a huge part of it. Yeah. So talk, talk to us a little bit <clears throat> about how council influences what happens in the, that world of uh, mental health, behavioral uh, health, uh, child welfare, uh, those kinds of uh, issues. Yeah, I think, um, well, first, I, I always like to re remind everyone, we're both a city and a county. So, so much of what we do as a county function through DHS and some of our public health resources is really important to acknowledge. Um, and the city of Philadelphia is not just a $5 billion budget, it's a $12 billion budget. And a lot of that money is tied up outside of our general fund. And so we really need to be thoughtful about implementing that $1 billion. And right now, city government is so siloed and how we spend money and how we push out resources um, generally into our neighborhoods. I'd like city council to think more comprehensively about that support package. Um, we don't put it all together for people to say, hey, this is what we're spending on anti-poverty initiatives. This is what we're spending on anti-violence initiatives. We sort of expect people to go to each department and figure it out um, to try to see if we're getting impact. I want to pull all of that together in city council so we can be more open and honest about what we're actually spending and whether or not we're getting anywhere with that spending. Um, and I think city council plays a real role in that, both in representing communities and going around this city to share with people what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we're doing it. Yeah. I think people deserve the right to know what their tax dollars are being spent on and whether or not that's moving the needle. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the advocacy I want to I want to make sure we're I'm doing out in city council and around the neighborhoods. That reminds me, uh, sometime back, I think in the street administration, they put together an interesting report that looked at uh, uh, what we were spending on children in Philadelphia, yeah. which to your point, cuts across education right. and social right. services and mental health services and medical services and so forth. It's a big number. It's a huge um, number. And, you know, and then the question is, as you said, are we moving the needle? Right. Um, uh, is uh, the life of a child growing up today better than it was 10 years ago or right. what have you. Right. Let me move to the second uh, piece of our questions, which is, um, you know, frankly, it's, it's easier to talk prospectively. Here's what I'd like to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but our view of the job interview, as any job interview, is, is, is and should be as much about what have you done. Yeah. So what have you done in the course of your career that's made a difference to Philadelphia uh, or to a set of communities in Philadelphia that, that people should know about? Yeah, I think one of the most telling things about me is, is the time I spent in Philadelphia city government as deputy managing director. Um, we really pushed the status quo of city government. We encouraged it to be better by talking about a couple of things and building programs like Philly 311 and Philly Stat, which was really our opportunity to listen to communities and engage with them differently and then do something with that engagement information. Uh, we were one of the last major cities to get a call center like 311. Um, you shouldn't have to know somebody in city government to get the services you deserve, um, but you should just let us know if you have a problem and we're on the hook for fixing it. Um, so we created Philly 311 along with a Philly Stat program. And the Philly Stat program was really where we brought all sorts of officials together. We put it on government access channel. We put all of our reports and presentations out on our website and we shared with people what we were asking departments to do. 
and, and part of what we were asking them to do is to build customer service standards. What is it that you do now and what promises can we make to people who call? So if you call in a pothole and we tell them that you can fill that pothole or you, you should expect that we'll fill that pothole within 48 hours, did we do that? How often did we do that? And if we didn't, why didn't we? And so it really opened up this new kind of relationship with the people who live and work here. Um, and I thought that was really important piece of the Nutter administration and um, really took this city to a new level of transparency. Nice. Um, part of that also included um, really changing how we did things. Um, as I started to look at trash collection, the things that aren't sexy in life, but the, the services that everyday citizens depend upon. We all throw our trash out every week. Um, so I started looking at how much we were spending doing it and, and were we inventing and innovating in these spaces. Um, and we got um, some new and interesting things going, process, we call them process improvements right. in city government. Um, and that's where you started to see things like big bellies come into play. Um, we started talking about how could we reduce the number of times we have to send trash trucks into our most um, congested areas. Um, you can do that it's by nothing using... like getting caught behind a trash truck. Right? In center city, <laughs> in the middle of traffic jam, there's nothing worse. Um, but using those solar-powered um, green technology items to compact the trash so we had to pick it up less often. Again, that's not a sexy thing. But man, that saves millions of dollars in your operations. And those dollars can be used to fund something else that has a great impact yeah. on city services. Let me uh, ask your uh, opinion on the current, current state of affairs uh, in city government, because this gets to our last set of questions uh, about um, how well we're communicating with people uh, about uh, the use of their tax dollars. Um, yeah. Uh, whether, you know, if I went on to the philadelphia.gov website and gave myself 10 or 15 minutes, could I, could I emerge with a, a clear sense of here's what we're trying to do, here's how well we're doing it, here's the need for improvement? Or where, where are we on that? Yeah, I think we're falling a little bit behind. Um, and I'd like to bring some of those conversations to city council. I think it's our role to be a, a really strong board of supervisors and help communicate that with the mayor. I will say there are so many talented people who work in the public sector and they are posting stuff on websites and they are trying to push stuff out. And I go to a lot of civic association meetings and CDC meetings, and there's almost always a representative from city government there. Um, but I think in this day and age, we should think beyond forcing people to go to a website because that's not really what people do anymore. They receive information in lots of different ways. Um, and I think we can use programs like Philly 311 in new ways. Um, all those po people who send us information are people who are actively participating in, in the social space. And so how we can then push information back out to them is really important. People don't want to just spend time like, oh, what is that website of city government? Oh, right. it's phila.gov. Why is it phila and yeah. not Philadelphia? So I think it's really important that we think about using new media um, and meeting people where they are um, in addition to doing the website work. So again, this leads to our sort of last bucket of questions, which is, you know, our sense in sort of talking to a lot of folks is there's a, there's a fair amount of uh, pent up frustration mm -hmm. that maybe city hall's broken. Yeah. And I say city hall, not just the people and the processes in that building, but it's the political, it's the politics mm -hmm. that put those people in the building. Um, so here we run into things like uh, the impact of councilmanic prerogative. We run into the fact that um, 
not every buddy has a meaningful vote on election day, particularly mm-hmm. primary elections. Uh, we run into issues of transparency in, in city council or a lack thereof. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've put out a, a, a set of proposals we're calling Philadelphia Resolution 1. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, interested in your thoughts on, on that issue and is city hall broken? And if so, how do we fix it? Yeah, I don't ever like to think government or city hall is broken. Um, I think it's in a constant state of renewal. Um, and there are just, I would always say there's, there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> to grow. Um, and I, so I would say it's not broken. Um, there are always going to be actors that sort of mess up the culture or, or control the narrative. Um, for the most part, city government gets stuff done. We don't always communicate it. We don't always see it. Um, but I think, you know, there's national politics or state politics, and sometimes that drives the narrative. Um, people are really frustrated generally. Um, and I think in a very democratic city, they're feeling the weight of the federal administration. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say there are certainly things that we are not doing in Philadelphia city government that other places do. And to your PR1 initiative, um, I am on board. I think we can be more open and transparent. In fact, um, I've put out in my action plan a whole area of ethics to focus on some of these issues that you're raising. I think we should um, talk with the state about open primaries to get people more engaged. Um, we should have rank voting so that people can have a, a more of a say about who they know and who they feel strongly about. Um, I think we can be more transparent generally in what we're doing. I've talked about nerdy things like productivity yeah. banks. How about um, council matter prerogative? I mean, that's a that's yeah. a, a, a phrase that people have learned to pronounce and spell improbably, uh, <laughs> but that's it's brought a lot of frustration. Yeah. With it. And again, I think I believe in representative democracy. I think that folks in city hall and city council should have some say in how land deals move forward because they're supposed to represent the neighborhoods and the communities they serve. I think, though, ultimately, we should put it in the hands of experts. We have a lot of great people in city council um, and in the, the mayor's administration who do this professionally. And we should leave it up to the professionals to decide what is the best market rate to sell a property at, um, and then how do we consolidate and coordinate within city government. We have the land bank, which is a great start, but we've got public property. We have the redevelopment authority. We have um, PIDC, who does commercial real estate. We have a lot of entities that work in this space, but we're not coordinating them, and instead we're we're having everybody take a little bit of the fiefdom and that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So yeah. I think, you know, kind of moving away from councilmatic prerogative will be a good thing for the city. Good. Uh, we've got to wrap up, uh, but Aaron Sandemore, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And best of luck to you. Thank you. Um, so again, this is uh, David Thornburg from the Committee of 70. Uh, and this is one of uh, a number of uh, council candidate interviews we're going to be conducting uh, going out on Facebook Live and uh, on your so- favorite social media platform. Um, thanks to the Thomas Skelton Harrison Foundation for enabling uh, us to do these interviews. Uh, if you want to learn more about candidates, I uh, suggest you go to our voter guide, which is you can find at 70.org, the word 70.org. Uh, or you can also download our WeVote app from your favorite uh, app store. Uh, and that's a sort of a handheld suite of everything you need to know to be uh, a voter on, uh, on May 21st. Uh, and I'll end with that. Primary, May 21st, make a plan to vote, share it with your friends. 
uh, give a little bit of time to thinking about who you're going to vote for. And, uh, and that's the only way this works at the end of the day. So thanks very much and talk soon. Thanks for listening to this podcast extra. And as we say in each and every episode of the 20 by 70 podcast, expect more Philadelphia. Philadelphia.